Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. It's Friday, TGIF. But we got lots going on. And, of course, uh, the big story of the week has to be the Belmont tomorrow. (laughs) Well, I got to give my selections for the Belmont Uh, anyways. Even so, so let's just get that out of the way. Um, I like... uh, uh, Hofberg, which is the four horse, and Vino Rosso, which is the eight horse, and that would be my selections for the uh, for the Belmont. Uh, in case you're in case you're interested, but in the meantime, here we are. Markets uh, under a little bit of pressure. Uh, you know, now again, you're going to continue to hear over the weekend. Well. The, the markets were under pressure because of the trade deal and this deal. How about the markets were under pressure because they're up every day? How about somebody decided that they wanted to take a little bit of a profit? To me, that makes more sense than anything else. Uh, you know, again, is there anything that is so shocking or so surprising? I don't think so. So to me, it's maybe, maybe we're taking a little bit of profit. You know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the, 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 the strangest thing ever that, that, that people decided to take a little bit of money off the table. I mean, after all, it's been a quiet week with light volume. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you sometimes wonder, you know, well, maybe there'll be a little bit of selling. I mean, we have maintained our neutral stance on the markets uh, we have maintained that, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, think, you know, we thought they could go higher, which they have, but we were waiting to see if we could get a valid footprint. And, you know, we have not really gotten anything yet. Uh, certainly this selling could lead to a bounce off of support. So certainly, you know, again, I don't see the panic that, that when you, you know, when there's something going on, related to news when there's a little bit of panic. There's a little blood curdling in the street. But that you don't have that right now. So why would I think that now is is the time that we're going to see, you know, the meltdown? Now again, we've said this many, many times, the markets never announce themselves. So it certainly could be, but typically, typically, historically, when there's going to be some action like that and some concern there would be uh, some some more volatility, and usually the first move is just like not down a hundred or not down two hundred. I mean, you know, we keep forgetting that we're trading a twenty thousand point index, so two hundred points is is less than one percent. So or again, if you if you had Amazon, 
okay, and it was down ten dollars, would you be like, oh my god? Uh, if you had Apple, it was down a dollar and a half. Would you be going? No, you wouldn't. So why do we get so crazy when we see the Dow down uh, one hundred and fifty or two hundred? It's the same thing. So to me, I say, why, why worry? Where's my man Alfred E. Newman? Why worry? I mean, look, look, we, this could be the start of something, but I don't, you know, I don't think so. I think this is just going to be most likely uh, another buying opportunity, uh, you know, so we'll see, you know, what happens from there. If indeed it turns out to be just another buying opportunity, or if this is the start of something, but one thing we have to remember, if indeed it's the start of the next leg down, which again, I don't think that's the case, but, and you know me, I'd like to be bearish, but if, if this is the, the, the start of the next leg down, you'll have plenty of time to, to sell and to get in because there'll be some big rallies to sell into. But again, it looks to me like this is just more or less a profit taking area. So again, my question to you is why would I be concerned? I mean, we're certainly not seeing anything major happen. Uh, you know, gold is, has been relatively flat in, 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 in nowheresville. Oil is headed lower, uh, although it was, it was higher yesterday. Um, you know, the, the treasuries are, are up a little bit, but again, after being heavily sold off, where would I expect or why would I expect anything major? There is nothing in the market that is indicating that we should be expecting something crazy. Okay. So, again, my question to you is very simple. Why should I, what, what should I be worried about here? And, you know, as I, as I look and I say, okay, so there's not much going on. And, you know, I mean, volume on Thursday was, you know, wasn't bad. You know, uh, today was quiet. Uh, and I think that what you're really waiting for is we're waiting to see, uh, you know, a, I don't think much for the G7, but we'll, we'll get, we'll give that, uh, a little bit of, uh, of, of, of credit that it might, it could possibly move the markets. Not likely, but we'll just say it for now. Uh, but you've got the North Korean summit on, uh, on Tuesday, if it goes through now, you know, can anything come out of that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think some sort of resolution is priced in. I would think that some sort of, uh, you know, good things happening are priced in. So I wouldn't, you know, think I would think the only thing that come out, come out of that could be bad news for the market. And then we'll, and then we'll see, uh, you know, what to do from there. But, but again, I think that, you know, most are pricing in cautious optimism. And then you've got the Fed on Wednesday. And what are they going to do? Well, they're going to do what they always do. They're going to raise because we, we know they're going to raise. It's already been priced into the market. They're 99% going to remain dovish, which means that the free money continues to flow. And the markets have kind of already priced that in as well. Now, you know, if they would get off their ass and, and start to raise rates the way they're supposed to, well, then we might see something different. But right now, the free money train 
is rolling. And there'd be no reason to believe that that's going to change. And then, of course, you've got the Super Mario on Thursday with the I'll do whatever it takes. And what can they do? All right. So nothing has really changed from the perspective that we would be looking at. Nothing has really changed in the overall markets. Okay. And again, if we look at it, you know, we've been up straight up for for quite a while here now. So a little bit of selling would not be something that we would even think about. It, was, it would be nothing that would even concern us. Again, if you get a selling a couple of days in a row, okay, then maybe we, 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 we have some concern. But when you look at it, I mean, we were up five days in a row. So wouldn't you think there'd be a little bit of selling, especially when you got up to towards a resistance level? I don't know. I would think so. But, of course, who am I? Oh, I am. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and this is The Bubba Show. And, of course, I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And you can also get the Sporting Edge. And, uh, of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrain.com, fill out the little form. No credit card, no charge. Just I'll send you an update after the close each and every day. And, of course, my Belmont picks, Hofberg and Vino Rosso for the Belmont. We'll be back right after the break with more of the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz coming right back to you. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with you. And, uh, you know, we... We, we've talked about a lot of things going on. And, of course, the big story, I think, is probably this week is the uh, the ZTE, uh, the, the, the guys who keep stealing international properties and who are trying to work out a deal with Qualcomm and with all these things, trying to get things done. And, of course, uh, we supposedly made a deal on, uh, on either Wednesday or Thursday uh, about, you know, about allowing them to sell parts again. And, of course... The, a lot of people are up in arms about all this. And I say, what's the difference? You know, there's an old saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, based on my understanding of this whole deal, we are going to have our own people that are going to be able to spot check them at any time. Uh, they'll be in, in, in the, like basically in the building, so to speak. So if we can check, what they're doing at any time. Why should I be concerned? I think it's a good thing. Okay. It's obviously good for uh, Qualcomm. It's obviously good for um, NXPI. So why would I be totally concerned about that? I think, like I said, if, if we have, you know, this is not like these other crappy deals we've made where, um, you know, we're on, they're on their word we are actually in the building. There's a uh, somebody who's going to be monitoring what they're doing. So for my money, to me, that's fine. I can I can live with that. Okay, I can live with that easily. Uh, and you know, I don't see any reason to be concerned about that because I think it sets up and works out perfectly. All right. 
again, do we have worries? Well, don't you think they're trying to steal our intellectual properties anyways? You know, it, it's not like they can't figure out a way in. So isn't it better to have them set up and isn't it better to have them ready to go and isn't it better to uh, be for us to be in control and be able to watch them versus let them run freely so for my money I think the deal works out fine okay again I, I think we're seeing a big shake up here I think this is the reason that President Trump was elected. I think this is the reason that we're, we're starting to see things. I think, this is my opinion only, but I think the uh, special interest groups and the lobbyists, which we've talked about at nauseum, and many of the politicians who are not in it, in my opinion, for the American people, but in it for themselves, okay, uh, I think that this is going to cost them money. And I think that is the bigger concern than the actual deal. You know, all these back room and, and side deals uh, are, are, I think, the bigger problem. Nobody's ever addressed it that I can see, but I think that when you look at the system, okay, you know, for forever, all these high-line politicians and uh, all these lobbyists and all these guys, they were scamming all the cash, making these back room deals, all right, knowing that, of course, us, the American people, would be foot in the bill if there was a problem. And I think what you've seen from President Trump is that is no longer the case. I think what you're seeing from President Trump is that he's trying to shake that tree and get rid of the uh, all that stuff that we've seen for, for so long. I think he's trying, as he put it, drain the swamp and this is one of the ways you can drain the swamp is by getting rid of all the the special interests and all the 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 backroom backroom deals because now you're starting to see you know why why are they so concerned why are so many against him i mean you you cannot believe that we're not you know doing better at some things and you know we we talk about the g7 i guess they're calling it the g6 now but, you know, here we are, okay, at, at another meeting. And, of course, President Trump is, again, barking up about NAFTA and, and other things, and everybody's pissed off at him. Well, I think that that, in my eyes, that works better because if they're pissed off, that means that they're not getting their way. And, and I'm thrilled that uh, President Trump has, finally, has been one president who has finally stood up to everybody and said, these are bad deals. Why do we, why can't we, uh, you know, um, make good deals? And, and my question is why, why can't we make good deals? I mean, where is it written that we have to give everything away? Where is it written that the United States of America has to be the sole supporter of everybody? Now, again, I don't mind helping, but, but I'm certainly, you know, it's kind of like the NATO thing. You know, nobody was paying their fair share. We were paying for it all. Why should we be paying for everybody else's way? You know, I, I'm, you know, I always wonder about that and, and have some confusion about that.
because I don't see the reason why we should be. All right. And, you know, so as we get into the trade and the trade wars, you know, I'm a little concerned about the grains right now. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, very, very positive, the grain markets, but they have been under a little bit of pressure and it is, is, is a little bit of a concern here. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, Hey, we'll, you know, we'll come out of this. And, and I do believe that when this is all said and done, it will be better for everybody. Okay. But in the meantime, it is a little bit scary at the moment as you're starting to see, and I'm not scared about the news. I'm scared. I can see the price action. Uh, now, you know, corn has, has come down much farther than I thought it would. Uh, soybeans, I was very concerned with from the beginning, but certainly they're very ugly at the moment and well below $10. Now, I'd, I would expect at worst a dead cat bounce at some point here. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're going down to zero. Uh, and wheat has been an animal, strong. But even that's starting to weaken a little bit. But I think, you know, again, I believe it's going to be better, and I have not changed my longer-term view. But I can see some short-term pressure here that could create a little bit of heartburn, that could create some issues. And at the end of it, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think that, you know, that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, and again, I'm not worried about, I'm not using the news. I'm just watching the way the prices are trading. Uh, now, again, this could be just a nice opportunity to be, to be a buyer and step right back in. Uh, certainly that would not be uh, a major surprise if, if, if that were the case. Uh, but again, it, it is at this moment, you know, things are a little bit tough. And of course, it, it does create concern. And we all know that uh, selling begets selling, all right? And, you know, I would think that, you know, it, it, it is a little bit of cause for unease, which might create some more selling. And and I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they, they indeed do trade out. But, you know, again, I would be, I personally am going to be a buyer down here. I am a buyer down here. Uh, I might even step in and buy some soybeans down here. But at the end of the day, you know, it is a little bit of a concern. And, of course, the meats seem to be holding up rather well. And I don't know that we're going to have any major, major, major issues there or major problems. But we could. And that would be something to uh, to watch out for. But, again, remember that in biggest times of stress and strife, it's usually probably a chance to step in and buy something, you know. Again, as long as you're disciplined enough to use, uh, you know, stops to get out and, and, and you're, you're regulating what's going on, I think that, you know, hey, you know, certainly uh, it's an opportunity. Now, does it have to work? No, it does not. But certainly expectations are that they could easily pop from here. So we'll see how it is. Again, I want to remind you about our high school investing program. It's highschoolinvesting.com. And, of course, we're in about 600 high schools now and trying to get to more. But, unfortunately, the capital is running out, and Bub is getting tired of paying for it himself. And thanks to all of you who have helped so far. If you'd like to help out and help us continue to educate our youth, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. 
And, of course, don't forget to download The Bubba Show every day at libertytalk.fm and help us get to our goal of 1 million downloads a month. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're going to stop out here for a break, and we'll be back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And uh, so, you know, as we've kind of indicated today, there's things going on. But again, nothing that I think is um, uh, crazy. Um, I think that the action has been fairly predictable. Uh, I think that we'll see, you know, Apple get to that $1 trillion valuation sooner rather than later. Uh, I, I think that you've got, you know, all kinds of things happening, but I don't see any real issues uh, out there other than what I talk about all the time, which I don't think that we have the growth that they're saying that we have. That's always an issue by me because I don't see it. Uh, you know, I, I see uh, issues. I see problems. Uh, but again, that does not mean that the markets are going down. You know, we have to remember <clears throat> that the economy and the stock market have basically no relationship, okay? Because um, more people are not in the market than are in the market. And the market is supposedly a forward-looking indicator. And, of course, we'll see. But, you know, the economy is not all that great. But, uh, of course... They're telling us it's great. And, you know, I, I know there's a big story out there uh, about Warren Buffett and uh, Jamie Dimon and their uh, fight to get rid of these uh, quarterly reports. And, and I could live with that, okay? I, I mean, again, this pressure to get, you know, the numbers out and to get the numbers out good, I think that, that does create a lot more problem and, and what but what really is interesting is how many companies are almost automatic continuing to continually under promising and over delivering knowing that it's going to have a a great reaction to to their stock so you know i'm i i'd be just as happy as if they didn't you know they could put guidance out or whatever i don't care but you know the to these reports are bs anyways you know, trying to read them and trying to understand them and, and what do they actually mean. 
So I, I think that, uh, you know, that, that, that I'm, I'm in agreement. As much as it's hard for me to agree with those two guys, I don't like either one of them, I have to agree with them on this case. So I, I do, you know, I, I, I can't always just be against. I have to be for in this case, okay? Now, uh, at the end of the day, okay, we'll see how it works out, but I'm assuming they'll get what they want and get it done. Um, but when we, we look at some of the other things that are going on around the globe, you know, what about social security? Why aren't we hearing more about that? Now there's been a little bit of news about it, that it's going to run out of money in 2034, which isn't that long for now. Okay. What, what are we waiting for now? I'm sure that, that, that Trump would like to get things cleaned up there, but what are we waiting for? Here, in with the the pro, the problem, we know it's a problem. We know how to fix the problem. So why, <clears throat> excuse me, why are we not fixing the problem? That's all I want to know. We know what the problem is. We know what we have to do. So why are we not fixing that problem? And that's what I'd like to kind of find out. Because at the end of the day, it should be a relatively easy fix. Because all you have to do is just change the ages. Now, you can, you can give the choice to the many who will complain. Well, okay, you can complain. But do you want to be, do you want to have something or do you want to have nothing? Okay. You know, for, for us older people, that have paid in, you know, for for forty years. Okay, I mean, I, I'm I'm filing at sixty two. Okay, because I know there ain't going to be enough there. So I got next year. I'm I'm going to the Social Security office and getting my money. But in all seriousness, we know what the problem is. We always have known what the problem is. Why are we so against trying to fix it? And of course, we all know the answer. It comes down to votes. It comes back down to the rotten swamp that we have to deal with every day. And it comes down to, you know, as they say, letting Trump be Trump. But you you cannot continue to pay out more money than you take in and hope that it's going to go away magically. And I, I think that is the bigger issue that we need to figure out. And the, 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 the bottom line is simple, okay? You have to take anybody and pick a number I don't care 40 and under 50 and under you don't get retirement until 75 okay you take anybody who's over that and you say you don't get retirement until 70 something you know something in that neighborhood and then you continue to have to you have to put in something that says we move up the age we're always going to be let's say two years above what the average living age is Okay, because you know, again, the original program, the average lifespan was sixty-two. Social Security kicked in at sixty-five, because it's really not not everybody needs Social Security, <clears throat> but for those who do, you know, and if you live long enough, then you'll get it. And and and, but that does take into consideration that if that that enough people don't make it that far, so that it leaves money in the system. And you know we're only living longer. You know our costs of living are only getting higher. 
and the other point is, is, is many people would like to work longer. Okay. You know, not everybody, you know, even people that retire don't necessarily actually retire. Okay. So, you know, you wouldn't have all this, you know, forcing guys out or gals out of, of work at, at 65 or whatever. And at the end of the day, if we want this to be real, then the only way to have it to be real is that you have to continue to change and move ages because if you don't, you're going to run out of money. And who the hell wants to run out of money? You know, that that's always the case is, you know, it comes down to the money. So, you know, if we do it right, we wouldn't run out. Now, again, this isn't Donald Trump's problem. This was a problem from every president since, you know, since, since it started. I mean, this, the Social Security age should have gone up with the average lifespan. I mean, you know, it should have gone up with the, like the life insurance tables. So if the average living age is 70, then you make the, make it 72. If the average age is 73, you make the t- retirement 75. I don't know how that's not just simple. Okay. And I think it's just that simple. And if they would do that, if they would do it now. I would not, I would wait. Okay. I mean, if they would do it correctly, I don't have a problem. I'm not looking good. I, the only reason I'm going after it because I don't think it'll ever change. To me, that's the bigger problem is some things will never change because we're dealing with a bunch of thieves and a bunch of people that don't care because they know they have the access of the Federal Express, the Federal Express, the Federal Reserve printing press. So why should we? And, and there's, there's the, the, the lack of fiscal responsibility that we have in this country. And, and I think that's why there is sort of much divisiveness to the president, because he don't care. He wants to get these things cleaned up. And, and I'm on his side here. I'm on his side anyways, but I'm on his side here especially because I'd like to clean up the crap. I'm tired. Listen, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of all the stuff that's going on. I'm tired about everybody who's trying to you know, ruin the next four, two to six years. I mean, you, you you can hate him, but you cannot say that he has not done almost everything that he said he was going to do. But this goes back to the entire problem of our system. Our system is flawed over years because, of course, as we know, many have figured out how to skirt and scam the system over time. And, you know, again, the, the lack of a true responsibility for the monies that they spend and the things that they do. Okay. This is where Baba says, we need to audit the government. We need to audit the federal reserve. Okay. And, and why shouldn't they be subject to audit? I mean, you know, again, why, why shouldn't they be subject to the same laws and rules that everybody else's who made them, you know, the, the, uh, that we don't have to worry about those things. I find that to be a little bit troubling. And, and of course that would be to me, the solution is okay, great. Let's put them under an audit and let's see where all the money's gone. I think that works out pretty well for me. What about for you? So anyways, this is the Bubba show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, uh, my Belmont picks Hoffberg and Vina Rosso. 
Okay, Belmont's tomorrow. And, of course, uh, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free every single day at libertytalk.fm. Uh, help us get to our goal of a million dollars a month. And, of course, also there is my daily update, which I do every day after the close. Uh, and I send you a little video, about three to five minutes, giving you uh, what happened and what I expect to happen. And if you'd like to get yours, all you have to do is go to bubbatrading.com and fill out the little form that pops up. There's no credit card required. There's no cost. Just me, do, just me being me. So go to BubbaTrading.com and check that out. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Top Bubba Horror. We're going to step out of here a break. We'll be right back with Jane King from Lila Max Media after the break. The Bubba Show, Top Bubba Horror. coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz with Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, the star, my favorite. What's up, Jane King? Oh, just, you know, life is constantly interesting when Donald Trump is president. <laughs> so it's been, I'm very curious, you know, G7, North Korea summit. I mean, it's going to be absolutely huge um, next week. It's going to be so interesting. I wish I could be in Singapore and cover that. That'd be fun. Well, take, take Lila Max Media to Singapore. Let's go. I guess I could, right? I mean, what's stopping me? Um, I could do phoners or something. But yeah, um, yeah it's uh, really interesting times. So what do you? So I guess there there was so much news this week, a lot of revolving around trade, and of course there's really yeah. no resolution yet. Uh, but uh, what did you think about the ZTE uh, deal? What was your, what was your opinion? Well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't. I wish I knew more about it because they were they were you know ZTE put on the list possible national security threat then um, taken off, and then I I wonder if there's some kind of, like this is part of the whole negotiations with China on trade. Although I find it really hard to believe that if it was a true threat, um, that Trump and Wilbur Ross and those guys would let this happen again. But a lot of people are kind of uneasy about it. And they're uneasy about all of these things that are coming up about China. Um, You know, Facebook apparently was sharing U.S users' data with Chinese companies. Uh, Google's now being investigated for its relationship with Huawei. I mean, I know that it's a huge market, potentially super lucrative for these companies, but, um, you know, I mean, how many billions can you have? At some point, you have to kind of just, you know, um, settle down a little bit and look at what's really important. Well, don't you think, though, it is always about greed? I mean, here's my theory that I get your <laughs> comments, okay? I think that a lot of this is done because of the lobbyists and a lot of the people that are in politics, and they work out these deals that are not necessarily in the best interest of the United States, but they are in the best interest of their own groups and their own uh, the people they represent, and they're looking to, to grab the money. And I, and that's that's how I actually really see it. And I think that Wilbur Ross, I think they did a good job because the, the key here, in my opinion, is that they have somebody in there that's one of us that is actually there to watch, not like the Iran deal where we can, well, we'll we show up and we, you know, we, we have to give you a 30 days notice that we're going to come and check you out. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I agree definitely is behind it. And, you know, but I, I just think, you know, at some point, like, you know, I mean, I remember when, you know, I worked at Chicago Board of Trade, you know, some wealthy trader was telling me, you know, your house can only be so warm and so big. I mean, it's like at some point you have to have like some kind of bigger goal in life. And um, so I'm a little disappointed that all these tech companies are doing so much. And by the way, you know how Google is like 
um, coming under that, you know, their employees want all this diversity and there's all these issues going on internally. So they've removed eggs from the salad emojis to be more inclusive. So just so you know, that's the important things going on at Google. Eggs uh, out of salad. You, you, you know, this is this is what we've come down to. And, and, it, and, it, and it's really... It's really scary, Jane, when we when we worry about so many things about, you know, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be politically correct, but I mean, so many of these things are just so ridiculous. It's it's like, can't we worry about something that's like important, like maybe turning, <laughs> ter, turning the country around and making and, and actually getting growth? I mean, you know, I'm really upset about the jobs. You know, obviously the jobs have never been good and I can't I'm not upset about that. Uh, but we're really not making much more money. But, you know, you keep hearing, well, there's so many jobs available and not enough people to fill it. Well, because most people are not trained for the jobs that are available mm-hmm. right now. And that will take, I don't know, 15, 20 years to work its way through the system until all these younger kids and people get into because they're being trained now for the next generation of jobs. And, and that's one of the yeah. problems between this and the Industrial Revolution. What do you think? Well, I I was just talking this week with a a CEO of uh, an educational data company, and he basically like crunches numbers and gives um, back information to uh, universities and and schools about, you know, what's working in the classroom and teacher evaluations and all kinds of stuff. He's like, I cannot find people to work for me. And he said, and when I do, they're so expensive. So he's basically, basically looking for data scientists, you know, data miners. And, um, you know, but we've got enough people out there who can, you know, kind of do other things, but not enough that know how to that kind of skill, which is what is really needed for the future. So I happened to be at this event with my kids. So I made sure I met my kids and, you know, <laughs> so maybe in 20 years or actually less than that, about 15, maybe he'll give them a job if they uh, study the right things. But Whoa. no, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we've got like one unemployed person for every job opening, but the skills are not matching those openings. And that's a huge problem. Well, right. Because I mean, you take somebody like me, I use this example all the time in the show, but you take something like me, I don't know this. I couldn't get another job, like, you know, to do anything. I mean, I'm not qualified to do anything. So where, I, where would I go? And, and I think there's a big bunch, of, a big group of people from, let's say, 45 to 65, you know, that were either machine tool workers or industrial workers that it's not so easy just to switch into the, the technology world. And, and it's not so easy to get trained in that either. And I, don't, I think that's the bigger problem. What do you think? Yeah, well, I do know there are like some six-week coding classes where you can actually take those and, you know, learn coding skills. You know, if you're up for it, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, you gotta, <laughs> it's like reworking the brain a little bit if you're not used to it. Um, but they'll, you'll get hired out of those classes. So, I mean, those are, you know, I even thought about doing something like that. I'm like, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, not that I'm considering leaving my job or what I'm doing, but it wouldn't be a bad skill to know how to have. Um so, you know, I, I just think we, we have to make education a little more flexible. Like, I love that idea, the six-week course, and it kind of sets you up at least for an entry-level job in a new field instead of, oh, i got to go back to college, and how am I going to afford that, and it's going to take four years. And, you know, I mean, more of this flexibility in these classes really kind of, you know, uh, uh, like a boot camp almost, and teaching people how to do some of these new skills. I hope we do more of that because I think it's going to be really useful. I mean, it would be great, but again, but, but again, you take – Somebody, you know, I give you the best example. My dad, you know, when he retired, he wanted to go work at the golf course, right? He wanted to be outside and they wanted to work on the cash register and he couldn't figure out the computer cash register and he quit. He couldn't, Mm -hmm. he couldn't take it. I mean, it's not so easy just to go get these whole skill set. You know, you've been doing something your whole life and it makes it much more challenging. 
And, and that's where I, I think a lot of the issues are here is that we just don't. Yes, there's a lot of jobs available and there are good paying jobs, but there's very few people qualified for those jobs. And that's going to take a lot of time. And I think that is the bottom line. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I was trying to get my parents to buy a computer and I was probably like mid 90s, maybe late 90s. And they just they couldn't even work the mouse. They're like, we have no idea how this works. <laughs> and they just gave up. They're like, they couldn't get it. And um, but I, I think anybody and you mentioned, you know, 65 and younger. I think, you know, most of those people are somewhat familiar with the computer and um, could at least m- maybe learn some different skills. Um you know, we get the, we've at least we're at least familiar with it and kind of working our way around it. Whereas, like people in their eighties, I mean, they never really grew up with us. Right? No, I agree. And and so now we've got a huge week coming. We've got uh, the Nor- the Norco uh, uh, summit. You've got the Fed and the ECB. Do you look for any any surprises out of any of these things? Um, well, obviously, North Korea is going to be the most interesting. I mean, it's just. <laughs> um, so many things about this that are, that are interesting and history-changing and even kind of funny in a way. Did you see the, the letter that uh, was given to Trump from the North Korean leader? I mean, it was huge. It was in this enormous envelope. I mean, it's just like, what? It's like cartoonish. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I think, you know, we're going to start seeing interest rates go up again. We've already started to see that in the free market. Um, so I think, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see that from the Fed next week. And and just see how what comes out of this North Korean meeting. I mean, I think it'll be, you know, maybe no big announcements made, but it's a start of warming things up. I think it's positive. Um, but I'm always an optimist. Well, so you, we'll uh, see what happens. You, you are the optimist. You are Jane King, the king and queen of Lila Max Media and also a great on your educational podcast. And that's always great. And Jane, it's always great to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. And that was our friend Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. And of course, this is the Bubba Show, Top Bubba Horowitz. Make sure you go to libertytalk.fm and download the show each and every day uh, and help us get to our goal of 1 million downloads a month. And again, don't forget about Bubba's daily update. It's available to you for free. All you have to do is go to Liberty Talk. Go to BubbaTrading.com, and you can get that. All you have to do is sign up for it. No credit card, no cost. It's free to you. And of course, at the end here, our final picks for the Belmont. Uh, we want uh, Hofberg and we want Vino Rosso. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.